0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Addiction Audio, the podcast from the journal Addiction. In this episode, I talk to Professor David Leon from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine about his article, What Online Searches Tell Us About Public Interest and Potential Impact on Behaviour in Response to Minimum Unit Pricing of Alcohol in Scotland. (music) Professor Leon, Your research looked at online search behaviour as minimum unit pricing was brought in in Scotland. What did it tell you about how people responded to minimum unit pricing policies?
1: Well, thanks, Rob. What we found was that for a number of topics, of the eight topics that we, we identified before we looked at the data, interest in minimum unit pricing itself probably as a policy rose substantially in Scotland on the 1st of May or just before that, the week before, it was actually implemented in 2018. There was a slight rise in England because we were comparing in this analysis people's searches in Scotland compared to searches in England. And we thought that was a reasonable approach because we were interested in what was the impact on in Scotland in particular, because that's where the policy was, was aimed. So there's interest in the the policy itself. There was also an interest in sources of cheap alcohol, which we defined both in terms of things like white cider. Did people look for white cider on the internet or did they just want to say cheap alcohol? And that also rose very abruptly around the time of the implementation of mini unit pricing. And the other thing which showed a very clear signal were searches for online sources of alcohol. Now what was very striking, and we hadn't really anticipated this, although in retrospect it's obvious, is that you saw this peak, which lasted up until June or July from, the first, from, from late April to um, through the 1st of May when it was implemented. The peaks really only lasted for a few months and then they fell back. So any information that people wanted to gather about where were the sources of cheap alcohol? What was it going to be like to live in this world of minimum unit pricing? Those questions were answered quite clearly. And then there didn't seem to be very much of a signal after that compared either to what had happened before the introduction of minimum unit pricing or what happened in England.
0: So it seemed like there was quite a temporary flurry of online activity around this. Yes. So the online setting of this research is really interesting. Uh, Can you talk us through some of the challenges and benefits of using internet search data for research?
1: There is an interest in using the result of internet searches in public health. And possibly the most well-known example is whether or not inquiries about headaches, feeling a bit fluey, or whatever, to Google, can actually give advance warning by several days of an impending outbreak of influenza. And that's been well established. And I happen to be taught, as so often with research, um, ideas come up when you meet people. And I, I met someone who was, uh, had been involved in some of this work, um, done at University College London, in conjunction with Microsoft, who owned the Bing search engine, which is, some people may not have heard of it, but it's um, a, a little brother, if you like, to Google. I had the thought, because of my long-term interest in alcohol and my involvement in looking at the impact of mini-unit pricing in Scotland, I thought, why don't we see if we could do something about the the signal that we might get. And the advantages are that you actually have it on a very fine granularity of day by day. Whereas if you imagine doing a questionnaire survey, you can't send out a questionnaire every single day or even every single week. And the cost of getting a very broad coverage of people with many thousands of respondents um, to a questionnaire, it's a big, big and expensive undertaking. So the the idea of being able to do very large population based surveys of people's reaction to minimum unit pricing had not been actually incorporated into anyone's research agenda. And what I'm emphasizing here is very large scale because with internet search based research, you're able to look at the total population with many, many thousands of people involved. So that's the advantage of doing. The downside is, uh, there are several downsides. Um, first of all, you actually have to make do with whatever people put into the search engine. You can't ask them a direct question. What was your attitude to minimum pricing? Have you tried to go to a shop across the border in England to buy alcohol, which isn't subject to an increase in price? Um, so you can't ask those questions, you have to make use of the information that people are just putting into search engines. And possibly the, uh, and this applies uh, as a very generic term uh, issue to all internet-based research of this sort, is that um, you, you can't actually directly link it up with what people might do. So we saw a spike for people looking at online sources of alcohol. We saw a spike for people looking for cheap alcohol. But we weren't able to then say, well, did those people who search for those things go on to do it? And if so, where did they get that alcohol from? It was also difficult to deal with some of the issues to do with um, uh, geographic distribution throughout Scotland. Drinking behaviours vary across Scotland uh, and so on. And the use of the Bing search engine itself, of course, it's not ideal because it doesn't have as big a coverage as Google. But the reason we did that was that we were able to work directly with a branch of Microsoft, uh, which actually is Microsoft Research. And uh, um, my colleague from that organization who's a co-author on the paper, he was able to directly access Within Microsoft, the individual search records, and we were able to look at absolute frequencies, The Google. uh, You can you can actually look at what's trending on Google and so on, you could do an equivalent analysis, but its downside is that they don't give you absolute numbers, they give you proportions of total searches and for statistical reasons that is uh, relatively undesirable. So that's a, that's that's a downside. But I think really the paper is important because it shows uh, really that you can at least see signals here. And I think we need to think and move ahead with other areas of public health as well as alcohol, where we might be able to uh, further refine our methods.
0: I, I think the whole area sounds fascinating. It's, it's really interesting that if you... Um, like if you're looking at flu, it's a more reasonable association between someone looking up the symptom of, say, a runny nose and later having a physical reaction, such as being ill. Whereas behavioural links between being interested in something and then going out and buy it, uh, they sound harder to demonstrate. I think it sounds like a fascinating area of research. Um, so you've been involved in minimum unit price and alcohol research for some time?
1: Yeah, well, um I've on and off been working on issues to do with alcohol for a long time. Um, I've, most of my research career has been focused on Russia and Russia has had a big alcohol problem uh, over the years. So that, I've had a lot of interest in public policy with respect to alcohol. Um, um, I've also done some work uh, on, for instance, trends in mortality. Uh, from liver cirrhosis, which was published uh, quite a long time ago now in The Lancet. And that at the time showed that in the 1990s and the early 2000s, there was a very, very steep rise in mortality from liver cirrhosis through in all parts of the UK, but particularly steeply in Scotland. And uh, although that's now fallen back, uh, which is great, Um, My understanding is that that paper was relatively influential in making the case that something needed to be done to uh, reduce the scale of the alcohol problem in Scotland. And after that, uh, minimum unit pricing came. I'm not trying to claim that it was the only thing happening, but it was a contributor and it's it's certainly been my interest. And then through those things, I've... I've, um, I was uh, invited to be part of uh, MISAS, which is um, interesting enough, and this is a very uh, forward-looking issue as far as I'm concerned, um, that the Scottish government, when they introduced minimum unit pricing, um, they actually uh, put as part of the legislation, introducing it, um, the requirement that in the beginning it was um, the NHS in Scotland, but it's now Public Health Scotland, um, that they formally evaluated the impact of uh, minimum unit pricing on not only health and behaviour, but also economically in Scotland. This enabled um, then NHS Scotland and then Public Health Scotland to commission research from other people. Uh, to do this as well as conducting their own research, and I'm on the governance group for this. I have to emphasize that the work we did was complete, was not commissioned by MISAS, which is, uh, um, MISAS stands for Monitoring and Evaluation, uh, Scotland's Alcohol Strategy. Um, So it wasn't commissioned. I've received no money. From it, and um, it's only recently did I contact the MISAS group to tell them that we'd done this work when it was uh, on its way to publication. So, um, just no conflict, no conflict of interest there.
0: Good to know. Good to know. Um, So, uh, today uh, Scotland announced an extra fifty million pounds uh, per year in extra funding for Scottish drug and alcohol services. Uh, Does this um, change in funding uh, have any resonance for your research?
1: Well, look, one, one of the things which came out and of, of our work was that, remember, we're looking at searches originating in Scotland and searches originating in England. Where That was the contrast. We compared uh, England and Scotland in terms of uh, on any one day as a proportion of total searches on any topic, you know, where do I buy a lawnmower? uh, um, What proportion of those total searches were one of our target categories? And although there wasn't a signal for a number of these things, so for instance, harmful consequences of alcohol was one of the, the generic topics which included people searching for hangover or searching for intoxication. Or things like that. So um, around those around those sorts of issues, um, what we saw was although there wasn't a peak, for instance, around intoxication at the time of minimum unit pricing um, or alcohol problems, what was evident was that throughout the year, the frequency of searches for those alcohol related topics was actually higher than in England. The Scottish searches were higher than for, for, for England. And we are able to put some uh, quantification around random error around that. Was it just chance? Because, you know, we didn't have an absolutely huge sample. It's several hundred thousand, but when you come down to people inquiring on a daily basis about specific topics, it gets down to relatively small numbers. But this was, this was definitely not due to chance. So our conclusion, uh, in the abstract of the paper precisely says the overall higher levels of queries related to alcohol problems in Scotland compared with England mirrors the corresponding difference in alcohol consumption and harm between the countries, alcohol related harm between the countries. So I think anything that the Scottish government is doing right now to continue to upgrade their capacity to deal with the problem, uh, it's certainly supported by the fact that that this, this work does um, suggest that there's a continuing sort of uh, greater level of problem in Scotland than in England.
0: This podcast was recorded online on Thursday, the 21st of January 2021. We are grateful to Professor David Leon for taking time to answer our questions. Thank you for listening.